0: fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwned podcast. This is Chris at Lightforce, the voice you hear each and every week, but only every two weeks for the next few months. Join virtually by Sam at Another Sam Chan and Omni at Omni Strife. Uh welcome gentlemen.
1: Uh not as glad to be here as usual, but you know.
0: Well, did you did you catch my lead in as to how I refer? to I sure him?
1: have. I sure have. We, we definitely got pwned there. Nice nice plan. and like yeah, in preparation for this podcast, I had to rewatch the game again. Now it feels like we lost 8-0, but that's just me that's
0: are you are you the type of guys like you know what that hurt but i wonder if it hurt again if i do it again to myself oh it definitely it hurt yeah Uh,
2: touching the teapot there
0: (laughs) uh you got to burn your hand like three or four times before you realize you shouldn't touch it
2: by then how much hand do you have left
0: well you that's why you have two hands right one to test,
2: one to use.
0: Exactly.
2: I'm at,
1: yeah, I'm at the stage I'm popping
0: blisters here. Oh man! Ugh. You know, Rough for days. those for those of you that didn't tune in to the <laughs> Overwatch League Grand Final this weekend, I am so sorry to let you know that the Vancouver Titans lost. Like, if you didn't know that already, and you're like, "What are you guys talking about?" Yeah, the Titans lost. In fact, it's as if the San Francisco shock listened to our last episode and decided to prove a point. <laughs> mm. That's, that's how it felt to me. But before we get in to the show, uh, we did also talk a little bit about it at the end of the last episode. And I referred to it in the introduction here. Uh, this is going to be the last of your weekly RSP episodes uh, as of now. So you're listening to it. You want to set your calendar for two weeks or not. That's when we're going to have our next episode. We're going to go to uh, every couple of weeks, unless there's some big, you know, crazy news, where we'll drop information uh, to you as best as we can. Uh, but that is sort of, again, you know, just because there won't be a whole lot of Vancouver Titans happenings, we don't think, and it doesn't make sense that we continue to record just so that you can hear our sweet and sultry voices, unless that's totally what you want, at which point, well, you can just go back and listen to some more past content. Yeah, plus you can, like, like... uh
1: it can also kind of miss us in in internum. So, I guess I'll go on Discord or
2: something.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll un you'll unmute the RSP server just so that people can connect with you, right, Sam? Oh, you can I've do noticed an uptick in your tagging me since we talked about this. <laughs> would I would I do something like that?
2: Yes, just to see if I'm actually there.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe not. We we don't know. We'll have to let our listeners decide. But our listeners are also curious. What are we going to be talking about this episode? Well, yes, the Vancouver Titans lost. The San Francisco Shock are your 2019 Overwatch League champions. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it was that we saw take place this weekend, uh, give you a breakdown of where things went wrong, why things could have gone right, and uh, as well, maybe a few other things that uh, we noticed there's also some news going on within the league. Uh, one of the things that occurs at the end of any season of any sport, nobody cares. Otherwise, stuff's happening, and I know you care. Someone, not named <laughs> Sam. So we're gonna go through that. Uh, BlizzCon news. We got an extra life campaign. That's pretty exciting. We're gonna talk about. It. So you know what? Let's uh, let's go straight to the payload.
2: Moving the payload.
0: Join me. Boy, did we have it wrong. I, you know, I, I was listening to some of what we were saying that last episode, I actually listened to it today and like, I, I still don't understand how the Vancouver Titans got four O'd by the San Francisco shock. Like I'll concede we're, we're a biased Vancouver Titans podcast here, right? Like that, we were not going to pick the Titans to lose the grand final, but I still, you know, look back to the words that I was using. I could not see how the Vancouver Titans wouldn't win a map. Like, oh yeah, the two control, they're ours. Yeah, we might only win two, but you know, those two are ours. Well, that didn't yeah. occur that way. In fact, it's as if it's, it's as if the Vancouver Titans really wanted to shake things up. Um, that first map, they went out of meta. Mm-hmm. Which you know, It's like, what? We'll get into that in a little bit. But but again, I, the four o. If I were to have told you the Vancouver Titans are going to lose 4-0 to the San Francisco Shock, us being a Vancouver Titans podcast, would either of you believe me? I'd call you a Sinatra fanboy.
1: <laughs> a lot of this was, you know what? We, we'll get there to the nitty and gritty details of the games. A lot of the, 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 the you know plays that led to this 40 were basically snowballs basically in the maps and in the mentality of the players I actually think that you can look at 10 10 seconds in this entire match and see the point where the mentality of the Titans just cracked and we were never uh, really able to get back to where we should have been both mentally and mechanically on the match. Uh, if you had told me that the Shock would beat us 4-0, I definitely think that it was possible. I, I, I will not like claim now that I, I thought that the Shock would win. I actually thought that the Titans will definitely win this. But if you had asked me, hey, if the, if the match were to end at a, in a 4-0, would it be us winning four zero or the Shock winning four I'd probably lean more towards the Shock.
0: Okay, you know, yes, if, if one team was going to win 4 0, the yeah. only choice in my mind is a shock. I'll agree with you there. But if I were to say, like, straight up, oh, the no. shock are going to win 4 0. No way in hell. No, I, I, and that's the thing, like, I, I was worried. I, uh, going into the, the Titans watch party, we were all there at the, uh, sports bar, Rogers Arena. I was, I was talking to, uh, someone I know who works on the hockey side of the organization and uh, he was asking me, Hey Chris, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, what's going to happen here? And I, I'd, I'd actually explained it uh, or my feelings to be akin to what they were uh, when the Vancouver Canucks took on the Boston Bruins in game seven of the 2011 Stanley cup. And I know for many of you you're like, why the heck is he talking about hockey? Well, <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks, you know, were expected to win the Stanley cup that season. And when the series was coming back from Boston tied three, three, going to this final game, this game of seven, no one in, you know, their right mind would have said, oh, the Canucks are going to lose this. They're not going to lose this one at home. Mm. But yet there was a lot of this nervous energy at the time. And having had that experience and then looking at the Titans matchup to the San Francisco shock who were for all intents and purposes as dominant and as a team could be in the losers bracket. I had some of that same nervous energy and I told him that. I was like, hey, Ryan, like this is how I feel. I think the Vancouver Titans should win this but I'm not going to go and put a lot of money down because I'm not not <laughs> confident enough.
1: So, as a Vancouver sports fan, you're like,
0: Shh, fool me once. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's some of that too. Like, I, I am an older Vancouver sports fan uh, and trust me, it's it's been a tough slog here and in the city of Vancouver.
2: Hmm. Props to Ryan for not calling security for the anti-riot police. (laughs) I mean, the moment you're like this, this reminds me of how I felt in 2011.
0: Okay. But I I was not in the involved at all in, in the riot. My energy was, was nervous energy um, prior to the actual game. And then it was a whole different, I need to get the heck out of downtown Vancouver energy when all, you know, the craziness took place, but, (laughs) but no, it was, it's just, there was something about things that just didn't feel quite right. And, you know, let's sort of, you know, transition into the, into the discussion about the, the match itself. You know, when the Vancouver Titans sort of lost that first round, it was like, okay, you know, this isn't feeling so good. Yeah. And they're doing some crazy stuff. So that's, kind of unique yeah, but, but is it all bad
1: no because we kind of like losing first map we've been there before right so that was we still haven't lost confidence at that point i guess it did feel very fast right i guess a lot of it is just the type of expectation you have going down the map where you feel dominant and you feel like you're the better team and everybody here who's ever played overwatch there's you have those games where you are super confident that you're going to win and you end up losing or the other way when you're like no way we are winning this game and your entire team is like tilted and <laughs> you curse at each other
0: Somehow and suddenly hilarious. you end
1: up and you end up winning the map so that's kind of how it felt i don't know what the factors were when 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 we look at it as a bigger picture approach but even when we looked at Jiang tower you know despite the first map when we saw that Weird off meta pick. Uh, I think it was Twilight that went on the brig, right? Yep. So I thought, oh, this is interesting. Like, this is the first map. This is where you try something wacky. Maybe, maybe there is some ace up our sleeves, and maybe the coaches have, you know, figured something out in these past two weeks. It could have been uh, true. We, we, we will never know. It, may, it might be a great strategy, but there was like just one, you know, even fight when both. Players when both teams uh, picked off some some uh, some opponent players, but some comps are like that, you know, like Bastion comps or Fera comps, or even the McCree that you would see sometimes on on well, even during Goats. If you don't win that crucial first map, you are way too far behind on your uh, you know uh, ult economy. So that's that that's kind of how we lost that first map. Uh, so we may never know if that Brig. Uh, Lucio composition is effective in any way. I feel like it had some potential. Like it makes kind of sense instead of having that Moira. Uh, you know how how uh, Doomfist dependent this meta is. So just pop three health packs on Axel and 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 see him go right at the team. So there might have been some some uh, merit to that composition, but we'll never know. So they fell back back to to, to the mirror comp and the second map. Right.
0: Before we before yeah, get yeah, yeah. back on that, let's talk a little bit about Li Zhang. So, the Brig pick. So, uh, the Brig pick, yeah, might have been the coaching staff seeing something there. And it, it's more than sure. I think just the three the three packs on to, to hacks all and off he goes. It's the fact that what that pick suggests is you're you're, you're saying instead of Moira, you know, throwing through poke damage with an sure. orb to get through that shield or a coalescence to, to dictate play, you're using Brig to essentially take Doomfist out. Yeah, she can stun him, right? Like a tracer can stun yeah. her. I mean, that's and that's what ultimate. That's what you're trying to do, is you're trying to eliminate the Doomfist. And I think, again, to a person on this podcast, all three of us said, the key to the Vancouver Titans' success is deleting Sinatra from the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When that did not occur, and Sinatra then got himself, what was it, a 4K? Or was it a E3 3K? K- to, de- like, to delete the Titans. Yeah, and I mean, okay, for that first map loss. Then... Then we see the second, uh, the you know the second round of, of Li Jiang and the Vancouver Titans flexed. Yeah, at, at one point Haxel, I think was it a four or five k he got, and, and he emoted too. Mm-hmm. But the Titans were dominant. What started to occur there is cracks in how the Vancouver Titans gameplay seemed to to evolve throughout a match. They, they ended up losing the point, which is fine. I mean, the, the San Francisco shock at some point, we're going to go and start investing ultimates uh, where the Vancouver Titans did not have them. They already won a couple of team fights, but that was okay. The Vancouver Titans had like, was it 90 some odd percent at one point? And yet in the subsequent team fight, they lose. They come back again and San Francisco goes off point. And instead of going and challenging the back cap to either require the shot to go and counter the cap by... Splitting themselves up or focusing on winning the t- that that team fight while the Titans capped the point and conceding the percentage, the Titans decided to engage the shock in the open field of play where Sinatra was just able to go and have fair reign. And then like the 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 thing that went through my mind when I was watching that is that earlier in stage four. And even to the later part of stage four, the conversation around Bumper was that he was too aggressive. Yet, it almost occurred to me that the Vancouver Titans played that one too safe. Yeah, and it, it, that counterpoint where we then had the San Francisco Shock easily handle the Titans completely shifted the 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 game. Like the Vancouver Titans no longer had alt economy. Now they were the ones having to go and press the fight, and they didn't do so well ultimately losing Li Jiang. But again, okay, fine, they've lost the one map. You know, Omni, as you said, that's not a big deal. But, you know, at, at that point, you know, we started to see this happen again and again. Like, you know, the what did the Vancouver Titans do? They lose the map. They're like, oh, we're going to pick. They don't pick Numbani. They don't pick King's Row, which, you know, we've referred to as Numbani North and King's Row North. Why? Because they haven't seemingly done so hot on these two maps in the playoffs. And they pick Eichenwald. Which was weird to me too, because it's such a good Farah uh, bastion map.
2: Well, just just to wrap up on break first, I I think like they they we had two weeks in between, so I, I know with the the press conference the Titans did after, they definitely asked about well, what did we do during those two weeks to prepare? Um, so I don't think they would have rolled this out unless it worked during scrims, worked during practice. I'm not convinced they were fully committed into the brig, and I know Omni and I chatted a little bit about this because because it I first thought you freak out and it's got that kind of wow factor like, hey, why are we going so off meta? But then when you think about it, it, it there are parts of it that make sense as Omni kind of already broke down. But I think in the very first fight, um, it was even for a while, I can't remember if it was like two on each side or three on each side. But it seemed like they they backed off a bit and, and almost conceded that, despite it mm-hmm. being evenly matched, um, both sides got a couple picks, and, and it seemed like they they were running uphill from that point on. Even mm-hmm. though they, I think they stuck with the brig until you know she got her alt um, and then they and then they instantly just switched off. It seemed like the Titans themselves were not entirely convinced or confident enough that yeah. this would work. And that really showed because, because I've been thinking you know retrospectively about, about what's missing. And, and I think back to to you know earlier in the season, um, when we did go off Meta, there was so much swagger on the team that it didn't matter that we went Genji in a, in a time that no DPS were played. We yeah. won anyway, right? And there was just there was just no swagger there. Um, it sounds weird to be dissecting a game off, off that, but if we're talking just, just numbers, like we're, it's going to be a very depressing episode. Right. Um, but, but just talking about that confidence level now that I think about it, I didn't see that confidence there, which is very, very strange for, you know, us having a full season of season of Titans games watching, um, that, that was there. They just didn't have the confidence to, to come, come win that crucial fight, um, when they needed to, and all, and like, I mean, you talked about 10 seconds, uh, could have changed the course of this entire game. Um We could have said that about so many Titans games when they were on that, you know, what was it? 19 and zero run, right? There were games. There's so many games when you're like, they're, they got to drop this map or they got, they got to drop this round, right? Like there's just like, maybe they're the better team, but they didn't have it in this game. And sure. somehow we just luck out or, or, you know, at the time we called it, you gotta be, you gotta be good to be lucky. Um, and, that just, you know, it seemed like we used up all our luck early on in the season. There was nothing left today. But it's a
1: completely different level of opponent you're facing here. And you cannot For afford sure. to make these little
2: mistakes. For sure. Cool. And and at the same time, it's not like the Titans didn't win yeah. fights. It's just the yeah. shock came back from it, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's where, like, let's let's actually go to Eichenwald at this point. So yes. Eichenwald, I think is the epitome of what you just said there, Sam. You look at the Vancouver Titans. They had no response to the the pharmacy. I mean, we, we've seen this even, you know, throughout stage three to stage four into the playoffs. Pharmacy drove the Vancouver Titans nuts. Occasionally, we'd see the Titans be able to, to evolve. We saw that against NYXL, but that was when Twilight started to, to outright bully. Hmm. Now, the shock go... with. Pharmacy and Bastion, which was uh, something they were able to do because they swapped Architect and Rascal in. Yeah, and in turn, they they were dominant. They set up a pirate ship, which (laughs) uh, I'm actually I'm curious. In the current meta, is there a counter to pirate ship when you have the dual shield? Like, and throw a May there just to to me. The answer
1: to your question is really dependent on are you an attack or on defense? How set up are you? And which was, I think that that's exactly what made it even more impressive. The more like dug in you are, uh, the more you can set up your defenses and be immobile in in that uh, meta, the better it is. And looking at them going on attack with that Bastion, so that's really what impresses me the most because we saw well we'll get to our attacking round which is also pretty good and probably the best we've ever looked in this uh game Mm -hmm. when the bastion is heading backwards when he's like on his heels going back you can't really set up properly so he's definitely counterable
0: despite all the shields in the world but well once he's mobile though Exactly. Like it's the so, pirate The pirate ship is what I'm getting. So at. imagine, no sort of
1: so we were supposed to stop him because how can you be set up or immobile when you're in attack, right? And that's exactly what they have done. Um, probably just having that far up in the sky, the people, the the, the Titans didn't do, you know, that, that strat of everybody's keep, keep talking about it, that thing that won't work for you or, or me on ladder, but you essentially need to ignore the far, which they... Uh, kind of failed to do and by looking up <laughs> into the sky it <laughs> essentially gave the bastion free reign to just rain bullets on them so yeah they they got a really quick first pick onto Saminsu, which is a kind of a common pattern in in this little game maybe because they weren't as communicative with with tz maybe the Saminsu. i don't know he he's just been trying to flank when it was um not the time to do so and they picked him. Choi I think got him first there was a scruffy battle there but uh twilight I think got a pick on on Moira but architect was able to set up on the payload like you said Chris once you have that bastion you know locked in place and his in his um I forgot what it's called what, what do they ship. Call it? no the you know the not the configuration tank but the other one yeah the turret mode so once you have him covered up by two um two shields that's it it's game over and and the titans for some reason tried to attack him and these were some of the most brain dead attacks that i've ever seen in overwatch league let alone the titans uh uh in the overwatch (laughs) league it felt like those you know uh ladder Many games times. where you tried to yeah exactly when you tried to tell your team no please please let's let's group up let's think about how we do this and all the way up to the castle they were still like you you'd see that you know reaper doing the shift despite the fact that it's never going to help like what you're going to do once you're out of that raid <laughs> um, oh, it's going to kill you and everybody just looking at him it, it looked so embarrassing right and then they just Pour uh, salt on wood with that sick, sick, sick play of him just jumping over to the chandelier. Well, on the chandelier. You, <laughs> oh you know, my
0: goodness! You know every every time you play uh, Nickenwald now, there's going to be your, a bastion. They're going to spend the entire match trying to get themselves <laughs> up there. They're not actually going to be playing until such time as they set themselves up on the on the chandelier. But. Was an arch-
1: architect on uh, or uh, yeah? It was, it was architect. Was architect in If I was architect,
0: I'd just open a Smurf account and name it Sia. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you were mentioning the the what we see in Ladder. At one point, uh, between essentially on the escort going through the underpass, the Vancouver Titans are engaging in a fight down low, while the payload and Choi are just you know driving away. Like no one is, you know, thinking that, Hey, maybe we should slow that thing down. They were so focused on trying to deal with architect. And again, it was, yeah, the trickle, it was like one or two at a time instead of a, a collective uh, effort. They got rolled on that, that attack run. So when we see that the Vancouver Titans go and try to return the favor, it was a struggle to capture the payload. But then, once the Titans set up, they were actually really effective and got themselves some solid time. Not as much time as the Shock had. had. So I'd like
1: to, I also, also like to commend them on that attack. They snuck towards the house, you know, behind the point and and avoided the far and the bastion. Mm-hmm. They they really went surgical, <laughs> to, to use that sorry, term. Sorry, what was that? A surgical <laughs> approach. So uh, yeah, Sam and Sue got the Smurf. Uh, got the, the their um, Orisa, and they had a two K barrage that kind of gave them hopes of maybe or a chance to hold on. But and
0: so Twyla basically well, boldly I, took the point. No, and that's the thing. Like we were sitting there, like, wait, they won that team fight. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, after all was said and done, all the bodies had been picked up off the floor. Uh, Choi, I think, was the last shock player on the point right. to contest and, and-, and Moth. Was moth there too okay I I, I, I remember seeing i really? get dropped and he was the last It was a bunch of blinking and then we got the point yeah it was and and the two people who you know I guess someone has some some mobility and his ability to escape but like we watched this Twilight got abused from the sky like the yeah. entire Titans team was like no no man Twilight you're like you're the best Dan in the league you just go and deal with that Farah and that mercy mm-hmm. <laughs> boats two on a one with
2: like the crap attack
0: and when we saw this on their on their additional attack phase, even when Twilight finally trades the the far out of the sky, what does Mercy oh, go do? You so know? unlucky, oh, Res. Like, why you leave your Anna to deal with that makes no sense to me. Especially you know when you have others that can at least go and support or assist. Um, the thing about Eichenwald, though, again, I know the shock won this but the Vancouver Titans had this map one, their extra defend was probably the best defend we've seen the Vancouver Titans make until the last few seconds. It was, yeah. When it was a combination of three mistakes, team kill and all they got, all, all San Francisco needed was what a point and a half. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, my brother uh, was texting me throughout this, and he he was he had some savage takes on on Sue's uh, Reaper, but he raises a good point though. Soman Sue has been holding on to this Q for quite some time, and I get it. He needs to use it situationally. He can't just pop it because it could be the the alt that makes or breaks the the Titans, you know, map performance. And you can watch him play. He's focused on seeing what's Baptiste up to. Where's the discus? And when he goes and pops his alt, he pops it right next to Choi, who simply like, oh yeah, let me eat all that. I'll take the shield, thank you. And he absorbs everything. Sumon Su is now out in the open with absolutely no ability to be supported by his own team. And, And again, he went and used his only ability to escape just to get down there. So that, in my mind, that one mistake is what allowed the San Francisco Shock to say, oh crap, we got our pick, push. I mean, they needed to, but they knew at that point the, the actual map had shifted. And that's what they did. They team killed. They rolled the Titans. They came over, they took the point. Like that, that blew my mind that he would go and be so focused on Baptiste that he would forget about Sigma.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's so... Frustrating, just looking at this play again and again. I I I went back again and again, and, and you just look at the compositions that we've had. We just picked up Sinatra in the previous uh, attack that they had, so they had only eleven seconds to go. Right, the map is ours. We have the alt advantage. We have the time advantage, and then that nano blossom. They also invested in um, in a nano, which is, uh, Twilight was next to him. Anyways, not only. Did he almost get Choi, but but he almost got um the, Violet as well, who was on the Moira, and he just was able to sneak into that side room that you have, mm-hmm. you know, off of the choke. So imagine if that had happened, right? The But once Janu got killed by the Farah, and they had the support from Violet, and and Samen Su, as you said, was wraithing away, but he then got p- picked up by that same Choi who ate up his his damage right he yeah. picked him up with the flux and the rest just continued to crumble and what was undoubtedly that 11 second push not just lost us the season but also lost our our dignity in a way but yeah, that, <laughs> that's that was What's probably when he
2: yeah
1: so i imagine if you looked at looked at the face cams which we didn't really have in this match <laughs> you would see the entire titans uh team would pull off the moth face at this point so it wasn't a C nine, but it was definitely as tilting. Or but it, as, was, it was a lot of like, stuff like that, right? If you it, talked about that, that Ana play. Yeah, but, but but we had such a good momentum coming from a, a great attack round, and imagine going 1-1 one, one, one after Eichenwald, we would have looked at an entirely different team
0: going into Anubis. I think the you know what it, 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 I look at that that map and sort of the the last maybe minute the Vancouver Titans looked nervous, even though they had control. It was that you could almost sense that they were like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Guys, 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 guys. Like, you know, yeah. that, that like you start to get maybe over eager. Right. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of things that, that did not go right, but I wouldn't necessarily say winning Iconwall changes the dynamic of the entire match. It definitely goes and provides the Titans confidence while at the same time not giving the shock, the confidence of look at what we've just done. We were on the brink, but we clutched the hell up and we still were able to take it Um, because we we go into halftime. So the teams go, they, they do their thing. They come back. We've picked Anubis. And again, it makes sense that we would pick Anubis and the Vancouver Titans had what I would suggest is a relatively good defend on point a only to get snowballed by no alts on point b but Which, as, sorry go ahead i think we attacked first on anubis though did we attack yes well yeah sorry 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 yeah, i got it reversed we attacked first um on the defend is what I meant. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the, the great defend on point A only to get snowballed by no this ultimate. It was a very D.
2: exciting point A defend only to muffle yeah. that.
1: And before that, the attack that I mentioned, it was pretty good. We got we got first point on our first attack and some stalls were happening on the second, uh, but we still had a dominant push. We, we did get point A, point B, so... Again, it's so frustrating just how close some of these battles were, but the outcome—you
0: kind of knew from a mile away that this is not going to be our map, anyways. Well, and you know, Omni, you and I were chatting at the watch party about this because at that at that time, in the middle of the match, it looked like the Vancouver Titans had settled down and had started to figure out how to deal with the the San Francisco Shock team, and we were saying how like, yeah, you know, this will be a big confidence boost for the Vancouver Titans. It might, it actually may cause uh, San Francisco to get become nervous. And I'd sort of thought, well, yeah, but I actually think it's not so much that San Francisco got nervous. It's that Vancouver suddenly sort of feels that they have a chance. Yeah. But, but you
1: know what? Also I came to realize during Anubis, I think that's when I actually accepted the idea that, yeah, Sinatra is definitely out playing Axel today. And he picked him first, not just Sinatra, but the entire, like there were three, pushes or or even four pushes in a row where Haxal got picked first. Maybe it's the eagerness. Maybe it's the desperation of being down 0-2. I'm not sure what it was, but well, it was not a great showing.
0: I think, so my my mm-hmm. take on Haxal is he, he almost plays the game akin to the book of bumper.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Right? We, we saw this throughout the stage as well, where, you know, it sort of, you live and die by Haxal. Like, there was that one... Uh, I think it was on was it Route 66. I can't remember who it was against. Where he was able to stagger the payload in OT just to get it to extras uh, on his own as mate because he he had that ability to go and like soul, use the entire think kit might be soul. And yet in the next breath you would see Haxell go in and just as aggressively do try to go and like work miracles when hey you know what you don't need to work miracles yet this is not miracle working time. And I kind of feel like when he plays Doomfist, you know, go back to Li Zhang. What does he do? He goes in, sets up a huge play, and he emotes. Hmm. The dude has some swag, but then I think that swag gets ahead of him. He starts to become more aggressive. He starts to, quote-unquote, feed. I mean, you look at Anubis. Yeah, you're right. He was often one of the first down. Hmm. And that was, I think, because he would go in and he wouldn't dive out. Like, you look at Sinatra. Okay, I'm going to try to get a pick, do some damage, and I get the hell back behind my shields, back to support. Whereas you look at sort of Haxall's approach, and it's like he goes, he dives in trying to get that pick, didn't get it, I'm going to go and deal a little more damage, and then I'm going to leave. Maybe it's it's that that timing, right? right? The moment of dealing a little damage is ultimately when he gets dropped.
1: Yeah, Doomfist is kind of like that, though. Even if you do play protected or you plan for it, it's kind of a high risk, high reward character. It, it, it reminds me like the NBA for decades. Sorry about taking it to basketball again. I know how you, you're you not a fan of this, uh, Chris. we are you looking for a new co host
0: afterwards? <laughs>
1: for, for the longest. Of, oh, you mean yourself? Because the other two are okay with this topic. But, anyways, <laughs> so for the longest time in the NBA, people would say, oh, you know, the. Analysts would say, oh, you live and die by the three, right? Because it's a high risk, high reward. You either score a three or you you miss that shot entirely. So, you know, across the decades, it so, was known as bad. like a really silly uh, way to, to push. So guess what? If you get good enough, if you make those shots, right? So it suddenly becomes a really good shot. And now it, it seems silly to shoot from the mid-range. So suddenly like imagine that on Doomfist. If your Doomfist is so good that going in, constantly is not actually that much of a risk, but you reap those rewards, it's viable. It, it suddenly becomes not just a, a viable uh, opportunity, but it's the best way to play. So I guess that's kind of like what separated the shock and 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 uh, Sinatra in a way from Haxel. While he could get away from, you know, playing against, uh, who was it? Libero or oh, it doesn't matter. Any other team, right? Haxel could have a field day but here going into anubis uh down to oh maybe his mentality wasn't there i don't know it definitely kind of that, that's a of bad
2: day yeah. but but i disagree on that that him being too aggressive is what got the titans down i actually think the rest of the titans need to level up to his aggression mm-hmm. because because we've talked a lot about the titans aggression throughout the the whole season um and and the only way to match aggression is with more aggression. And and the San Francisco Shock are, are probably the most aggressive team now. I think definitively mm-hmm. we can say. Um, and and we've seen how the surgical NYXL have have you know had the more passive approach. No, yeah, it, yeah. It, it doesn't you, work. You right? you
1: have to say surge You cannot say it. Late. I'll leave that no, for no, you.
2: But it no. it doesn't work, right? And and so that that to me is what was missing about the Titans. They seem tentative out there they didn't seem fully committed. They weren't making the, the brave plays that we know them for. And that all points back to, there was one guy missing from, from, you know, the so-called
0: glory days. So, okay. I, I just want to clarify my point. I'm not suggesting that hacks all playing too aggressive uh, is what costs them things uh, individually. You're right. I am f- a full believer. You got to fight aggression with aggression the problem was is they were at a sync and i think that leads to what you're suggesting here is that they were they were becoming new york excelsior <laughs> oh the no worst of new york excelsior because they're not good at being passive no but that i think is indicative of of and again this is not a i mean well here let's let's cat out of the bag we choked yeah But no, I mean, the point being is that the the play that Tizzy provides you is safe. But that's not what the Titans have been successful with. Now, not to suggest that, you know, putting Bumper in, and it's entirely different series, but Bumper brings an entirely different dynamic to this roster. In fact, I would argue that if there was an opportunity to make a substitution to try to, you know, to use the hockey reference, pull your goaltender and shake things up, Bumper should have been on him. Watch point Gibraltar bumper brings the Titans hope when logically
2: there should be no hope. <laughs> like he, he's not logical, right? Like we've, we've analyzed bumper a lot this season and he, he's a kind of player that is he good? Is he great? We debated about that a lot. A lot of people think he's throwing. A lot of people think he's silly. Think people think he's cocky. He he's probably all of those things. Um, but one of the things we cannot deny is the guy's ridiculously confident when there's no reason to be confident. And that's what, in my opinion was lacking on Sunday is, is overall team confidence. Somebody putting the team on the back, not necessarily even their play, but saying like, you know, we've been through worse days. Like we can do this despite, you know, head to head, the matchup looks, looks terrible now in hindsight. Um, but that that to me was what was lacking, and and at Gibraltar when you're down three zero, like what else have you got? What do what do we got to lose? Right? Sure. Like like I know it's not putting bumper in the greatest spot, but I mean even the the super surgical passive NYXL when they were down 3-0, they threw mm-hmm. flower in. Yeah. Why not?
0: Well, it's it's you know a, again I'm all about traditional sports reference. It's the Hail Mary pass. It's pulling the goaltender. It's the sh- heck. It could be the shift in baseball if you want to consider it. You're 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 doing something because you need to stop the play. Um, the talking about Gibraltar. Um, at one point in time, it looked like the Vancouver Titans decided that they wanted to win. In fact, uh, we saw uh, Janu decide, yeah, he wants to win now. Like suddenly, he realized that he could play Sigma and he could play Sigma well. But that was only between points A through to B no. on their attack phase because the Vancouver Titans on defend weren't able to, again, deal with the fact that there is a pirate ship that gets set up. They had no answer to, to an architect Bastion. <laughs> and then on their attack phase, once Bastion is set up on that back ledge, the only person that they had that could arguably deal with it was Twilight. and Su looked like he would try to maybe consider going in, and I don't know you know, if, if that was what he was trying to do, but twice... He faded down low where he would have absolutely no ability to engage with Bastion, only to then be easily picked because the double shield prevented uh, any type of, you know, Twilight Heels coming through. And again, what kind of support does he get when he goes down that, like, so deep alone? Well, based on the the current meta, the shield, like the shield meta. Moral support? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know, good try. Better luck next time. I mean, I I was watching Gibraltar. It was a, a flood of all of the emotions that I've had with the Vancouver Titans across the season. At one point, it looked like the Vancouver Titans decided that they weren't going to go down as easy as they did. And I'm not discounting the effort they put in. There are, as we've talked about, a number of instances where things could have gone either way. But when they stalled out, coming around the corner to get to the final point the moment that the payload stalled it's like oh well like i didn't i didn't see how they got past that like someone would have needed to have popped off bumper would have had to come running on the stage toss tizzy out of his chair and start you know playing as reinhardt for there to have been an opportunity and even then that wasn't going to be sufficient so i I think I think that's something
2: you have to give the Shock credit for is they they really made the Titans earn every inch. Um every time the Titans made a mistake, the Shock made them pay, but every time on on defense or something like that, um they every, every stall the Shock made, it just kind of, you kind of had this sinking feeling like oh no, now we got into this another uphill battle to climb. It just there was there's was a very much of a sinking feeling, a very suffocating feeling yeah. that that the Shock yeah. made 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 them feel like
0: yeah, and I mean, how many times do we watch the Vancouver Titans drop Violet or Moth first, get that first pick, and not only the first pick, a support pick, and yet still lose that team fight?
1: Yeah, uh, like, for me at that point, it was pretty clear <laughs> that it was, like, done, and we're not going to see a, a result different from a 4 unfortunately. It felt like that uh, going into
0: Gibraltar, definitely. So there we have it. The Vancouver Titans are down 4-0 to the San Francisco Shock, and we got to see all the San Francisco Shock colored confetti get blown out of the cannon. So orange, black, and white, <laughs> silver, and all that good stuff. Um, We're going to go and pick this one apart throughout the entire offseason. We'll revisit to, to you know. We have to. You know, feel the pain. It's, it, it gets the endorphins going. Stage one is the only one that matters, right? Therapeutic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll only talk about stage one. But. Quickly, was there really anything that the Vancouver Titans could have done different in their approach than what we saw? Like, what, like, arguably, would Bumper have been the difference maker? Would potentially being able to swap in, you know, uh, Rappel to go in a, as a Baptiste or something like that, was there a switch to be made? Like you look at the San Francisco Shock, and they had, you know, clear rosters, for the different uh, metaphases they needed to play to the Vancouver Titans had six. Hmm. Like I, I actually look back and I kind of wonder if the Vancouver Titans had all the pieces that were necessary to be able to deal with the San Francisco shock team who clearly was, and in all things considered, you know, could it be that the San Francisco shock having lost to the Atlanta rain were, were kicked awake and, and, if the Vancouver Titans were in the same position, might that have been what was needed for the Vancouver Titans to have won, was to have lost and yeah. be put in the losers bracket, not against a team named San Francisco Shock. Yeah, I thought it was double elimination. <laughs> Let's not start that. Come on. <laughs> so no, but yeah.
2: we, we did agree that like like they would be labeled as as an underdog just based on the momentum, the meta, and all that kind of stuff coming in. But like if you go head to head there's a couple of things that we we banked on to happen in order for the Titans to win. Hacksaw had to play better than, than yeah. Sinatra. That didn't happen. No. Like the, the DPS team needed to outplay the other DPS team. That didn't happen. Tizzy needed to stay alive. That didn't happen. Um, Slime needed to keep everybody else alive. That didn't happen. Twilight needed to to pop off. That didn't really happen. At best, you could say he was on par with Violet. Um and and Janu needed to play better than Choi which definitely Choi, Choi, Choi. Choi Choi sure. Minsu, what yeah. <laughs> that de- that definitely didn't happen and when when all these things that we were banking on to happen none of them happened that's why we get the result we get yeah
1: ultimately i agree uh we lost to the better team i think still that three of the first maps were pretty close especially i that could have like turned the momentum to our side and we never saw how shock if they were able to tilt or not we, we may never know except for that game they had it against uh you know the, the rain and I'll, I'll add to that that yeah tizzy wasn't really playing as well as he should have been maybe it's the lack of experience with the team maybe it's a problem with communication there's no hive mind anymore with tizzy in the lineup uh sinatra definitely outplayed Haxal. uh to add to your points though i still think we haven't quite figured out how to counter a Bunkered Up Bastion Comp or a fara, And we don't have the same DPS flexibility that the Shock and other teams actually uh, do possess. And we're kind of stuck in that, um, you know, Sam and Sue, Haxel uh, composition all the time because they can only, you know, do that. Uh, Haxel can go um, between, you know, Doomfist and... What else does he play normally? May sometimes Farah and, and and to kind of enable him to do that, not Genji in this meta, but enable no, no, but- to, to enable him to do that, you got to have a Doomfist at all times on 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 mm-hmm. the floor, and that kind of forces you to play with uh, Sam and Sue. And his Reaper is okay, is not
0: well. Valuable, I, uh, he he needs situation. to stop, you know, pulling out the photo album and you know. <laughs> Showing everyone, hey, I'm going to do this. I did it last match. So DPS flexibility is definitely something we need to look at here. I, th- I think
2: in. I think Two, the three. the main DPS that are in this current meta all cater to hacksalt, and unfortunately, you can't play all of them at the same time. Okay. Um, if we can't we can't have the same far that's out there because we will probably need the may. Uh, We can't have the May out there because we need his Doomfist. Right, Doomfist out there because we need the May again, like that. So Stitch, I'm begging you, my man. I'd love to see you out there. Get on that Farah. Get on that Doomfist. Um, That's what the off season is for.
0: Well, we would be remiss if we didn't also congratulate the San Francisco Shock. For 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 all this, for all the stick that we throw their way, (laughs) they were the better team. Like this, this was not the San Francisco shock, you know, taking the easy road. They woke up having lost to the rain. They four out everyone they saw after that, including our Vancouver Titans. And as you know, Sam, you, you pointed out quite clearly to a player, they outplayed each of their counterparts that the Titans were able to throw their way. So I think it's important that we recognize that they were a great team this season. My and hope
2: is, We're moderately happy for you.
1: (laughs) They had a wonderful season,
2: having reached every final, uh,
1: winning one, and especially the the grand finals at the end. So what what can you say?
0: I am looking forward to the fact that they're coming to Vancouver, and it just happens to be that Vancouver is playing the San Francisco Shock at the May homestand. So just just saying, not saying. We'll be there. We're going to take a quick break as we go in to the fray. As we said, the Titans lost, life sucks, but everything has to move on. So let's talk about some important dates that are now going to occur uh, within the Overwatch League. So first and foremost, Uh, September 30th was when uh, teams were then able to start to um, negotiate contract extensions or or sign players from academy teams so like you know the in-house stuff so that's been happening that actually started uh, uh, yesterday we record uh, on the, the Tuesday evening so that being the first right now and then a week from that point so on October 7th is when teams can start begin submitting the free agent player contracts as well as player trades to the league office so what does that mean well if they have a free agent on their roster, they're able to sign that contract. If they have a free agent who's been a free agent all throughout this past season, they could sign that player too. Or they could obviously get trades to, to take place. It is on November 11th when players who are not under contract for the 2020 season become free agents. So it's actually going to be some time before we see probably the bulk of of roster signings. But what's important to understand is only four days later on November 15th is when the teams must all have at least eight players under contract. Hmm. So without, with that all out of the way, there hasn't been a whole lot of action on the player front. Uh, So soon after the overwatch uh, league grand final, it's probably all going to happen tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, because that generally is what Blizzard, Activision Blizzard does to us. They, they release all the big news. But as far as moves are concerned, uh, there have been some. So let's actually go back east. We're going to talk about the Washington Justice, because they just gassed their entire uh, coaching staff. Uh, Wizard Young, head coach, out. Avala, assistant coach, out. Shrugger, assistant coach, out. MKL, assistant coach, out. They are going to have an entire new coaching staff. Which... I'm kind of curious about. I get that they had a real rough season, but when the meta changed in stage four, Washington suddenly started popping off. But I think people are suggesting that has more to do with Corey than it had to do with the actual coaches. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think they're going uh, western roster here, building around Corey and, and Stratus, who were pretty wonderful in stage four. Wizard Young yeah we spoke about him a lot. uh his little experiment, especially around Jonas didn't didn't really work. makes sense. I expect to see a lot of uh these coming up for the teams who failed to meet their expectations. is Jonas good Wizard I guys thought so Does anybody <laughs> else think so? He's better than us, but
2: uh, <laughs> I, I sure hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sure how he, it, he compares to
0: the other like tanks in the league though yeah uh, sticking in Washington, this is somewhat of a weird one. So as we had already talked about here, uh, as far as important player dates are concerned, players are theoretically, uh, still in this weird phase where they're not quite yet free agents. And unless they've been outright told their contract is not being renewed, we wish you well, which could happen. You have ARC go on Twitter and he's, uh, for those who didn't know, a support player for the Washington Justice. He goes on Twitter and says, "Hey, I'm now a free agent. I'm considering all offers."
2: <laughs> How's your <more> arc?
0: <laughs> How's your Bastion? So, so people <laughs> then start replying to him like, "Dude, like, how is this possible? Did the Justice let you go?" And his response: "Oh no, no, I, I might, I might still be a Washington Justice player. I'm just considering all offers." Like, okay, whoops. <laughs> Let's take him, guys. He's a great mercy. (laughs) Uh, And then the other uh, move that uh, happened was actually back out west here. Uh, The uh, LA Gladiators have let uh, their head coach, uh, well, uh, go or ultimately decided not to renew his contract, but, uh, Deepay is now in a free agent. Uh, he actually shared this on Twitter as well, but the difference here is yesterday. My contact contract expired. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure what the future holds. I am looking for team. And this was actually already mentioned as well earlier in September. So I, unlike arc, who's like, Hey, I'm just, you know, playing in the field. You know, I'm, I'm married for like two weeks, but Hey, I'm you know, game. uh, Deepay is is available. Yeah. Question of Deepay and Wizard Young, who gets picked up first? Do you guys like ties? <laughs> uh, not really. No one likes a tie. There's no yeah, ties man, the in Overwatch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh let me just check something on Liquipedia really quick. Mm, yeah, I think I think Deepay will get picked up first. By Washington? I would not be surprised, actually.
2: (laughs) Some experience in Western teams?
1: Some work. He has definitely a lot of experience. And his stint with Gladiators wasn't that bad. I mean, I don't know what the goals or expectations they've set themselves up with at the start of the season. But it definitely is better than what uh, Wizard Young was
0: able to achieve. Well, something to consider about the Los Angeles Gladiators is that they're no longer affiliated with Sentinels. Yeah. Right? So it, it would be, to use a Vancouver an example, it's as if suddenly the Titans and Luminosity decided a split, which is much more unlikely considering the business relationship that now exists between all the different parties that manage the Titans. Mm-hmm. But could there have been something about that split between the Glads and Sentinels that Ultimately impacted, you know, uh, depe's ability to continue to remain as head coach. Like again, I don't know. No one, you know, shared any of those those details with us. But that's in my mind, maybe where where things might reside. Because you're right. I mean, they weren't too bad. I mean, look at their season record uh, over the last two years. It's it's a winning record. They've won. Season. They've won. You know, two matches more for every loss. Like you know that's not Portland bad trailblazers of the overwatch league that's yeah, totally lost <laughs> yeah. on me but uh yeah dpay is out and i am not aware of any other moves that have taken place And i think uh, uh philly made some changes to their sort of um you know like emong is no longer part of their their stream team uh which i, I i'm where's I'm our curious. stream team well is so this, just is, Omni? this is gonna actually be my question what is the purpose of a stream team like outside of like representing the brand and just being like a face, like I'll I'll use the like brand ambassador, right? Yeah, like I'll use Defran. Defran is essentially part of the stream team. He's the brand ambassador, and I kind of get where if you're trying to continue to to be yeah. relevant to a group of people that you're trying to sort of hold on to, it. it's no different than like XQC with the glass Yeah, well, that was but at, le- at least
1: at least they played for the team, so that kind of makes sense. And they ha- they are the, the both players you've mentioned. They had like huge following to them so that kind of makes sense you
2: get xqc on their stream team <laughs> <laughs> Seems but he, like a good
1: idea. oh man imagine like i i don't want okay. to say like I, getting I, out of line here but it's kind of like the canadian bumper in a way but
0: <laughs> so completely off the rails here i shared this in in uh, rsp cord i was watching xqc play this this game called unrailed essentially it's like uh this sort of roguelike game where you have to essentially build tracks that a train can travel on from station to station. It's designed to be somewhat of a chill game. I get that, you know, it's sometimes unrailed and it's meant to be a chill game. Well no, like the game the way the game it's, it's cartoon like. Like it's not it's like it's casual. It's yeah, a casual, it's casual, right? And <laughs> I was watching this and you know one thing led to another and someone forgot to go and put tracks down. So the train, if it derails blows up and that's the end of the game, you start all the way at zero. The look on XQ's fa- XQC's face when this occurred, first of all, as it thought he was going to punch his monitor, but it makes this like <laughs> noise, like, you know, explosion noise. He jumped in his seat as if someone had like blown up, a, <laughs> you know, like a cannon outside of his house. Like it was, and I, I kid you not. I said this just a moment ago. I thought he was going to go and break his monitor over it. This is over a very casual, quote unquote, what I would call a chill game. Yeah, we totally need him on the stream team.
1: It's no, nothing I think new so. to this guy. It's nothing new to him. We'll, we'll
2: put him on one end of the stream team, and the other end we'll have Light Force, and that'll be the <laughs> Titan stream team.
0: Yeah, there we there we go. Totally put me on the stream team. Watch my and then that's also the meme team. My bronze level uh, Reinhardt play. You know, hey guys, we need a DPS pick. Don't worry, I got Ryan. In so fact, I, I think you guys should play together. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine <laughs> the the effect I would have on XQC? I think you would be a calming leadership presence. Okay, uh, I I will. I am relatively level headed. I would say I'm pretty calm. Uh, we've talked about this before. I in chat after every match will say hey well played everyone i will call attention to people (laughs) who've actually you know what i thought performed well and when people get salty i'm like nah man there's enough salt in this game there's no sense in adding more to it because again it's a game i play it to to chill you're like the Um, online neighborhood mall cop it's great but imagine imagine xqc then interacting with me like i would cause him to like completely short circuit
2: this is like the perfect like comedy like (laughs) of every comedy comedy movie ever is, is like you teach him the error of his ways and he becomes like a calm and effective professional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the script
0: already. This is great. I'm going to write this one down just in case they take it. You know what? Send that, send that into the Titans. Uh, You know, maybe you should uh, send it off to, to Anthony, Anthony, the, uh, the director. Yeah. Let me hit Anthony up. Tell him what's up. But uh, we will try to stay on top of other moves uh, as things happen again, because we're going down to our twice a month uh, episode cadence. You'll probably need to wait a few extra days before you hear us talk about it. But if it's something big and it involves the Vancouver Titans, we'll probably obviously talk about it much sooner than that, either on social in RSP discord, or if it's huge with a special episode, what else is happening in the world of overwatch? Well, first and foremost, it's BlizzCon season. Uh, BlizzCon will be in November, on November 1st and 2nd. And if you are going to BlizzCon, congratulations, you get to pick up some sweet, sweet virtual loot. And I believe you get, like, a statue or something like that. Like, gone are the days where you went to BlizzCon and you, like, picked up, like, a backpack full of swag. Like, exclusive stuff. Now it's all virtual and, and, and like, one physical item. But for those of us who don't go to BlizzCon to hear about the fact that the new Diablo will be on mobile devices you can purchase a virtual ticket. Now that virtual ticket will either cost 49 99 us, or for those of us North of the border here in Canada, 64 99. So you might ask, well, what do I get for my 50 or or 65 bucks? Well, first and foremost, you get the all access experience. You can watch all of their presentations and all of their varied theaters. Um, Access to QA's, all this jazz. So, this is the stuff that is both streamed to everyone and in everything above and beyond. And you get to learn all about World of Warcraft, uh, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Starcraft, Heroes of the Storm, Diablo, and as they say, some plus, some to be revealed surprises. Um, so, you get to learn all that. So, you're paying for access. But you also take home, as they call it, a legendary loot haul. So, what virtual loot do you score? Well, in uh, World of Warcraft, Uh, you'll get uh, two pets, one for the Alliance, one for the Horde. So, like, you know, cool. Uh, You also get a a, a transmog outfit, so essentially it's a skin, but whatever. Uh, For those of you who play Overwatch, which I think most of you do, uh, you're actually going to score two pretty sweet skins if you're big fans of Blizzard lore and specifically Warcraft. If you're not... You might suggest, ah, oh, they look kind of cool. And if you really don't like Warcraft, you're not going to like them because you're going to get a, a Tyrande Symmetra skin as well as an Iliad and Genji. Uh, so you get those two skins.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I know some of these words. I, I've uh, recognized Overwatch and Genji. Uh,
0: Hearthstone. <laughs> Hearthstone's going to give you the BlizzCon 2019 card back just so you can look cool. And then you'll get a Mystery Golden Legendary card. Uh, to be revealed at BlizzCon. So the fact that they're going to reveal it means everyone's going to get the same golden legendary in my mind. And and if you play, that might be cool, but everyone gets it, so then there's really no competitive advantage there. (laughs) Uh, StarCraft II, this one's weird. You get, like, skins and portraits. Like What? I mean, first and foremost, StarCraft II has been out for, like, ever. It's almost as old as I am. StarCraft, yeah. but StarCraft II. No, I know. I'm being facetious here but of the title starcraft 2 is kind of the one that you know you're kind of surprised is still around but i think it's you get it. there's a huge following i'm not knocking at an esports scene is actually relatively stable there but they're still producing content skins and portraits starcraft is how actually how i gauge how old people are like i judge their
2: birth date by were they born before StarCraft or after StarCraft? Oh, man. StarCraft
0: 1 was one of my it was favorite It 97. So, Borderline 96. So StarCraft 1 was really when Battle.net took off. Yep. And back then, you could play um, up to eight players. So if you wanted to play competitively, you'd play like a 4v4. But Battle.net was in its early years where you could actually have five players log in as a group and play 4v4. So there'd be four of you on one side and one of your friends would be the mole with the other three. (laughs) (laughs) So, that was pretty cool. That didn't happen to me. I didn't have five friends. <laughs> we actually—I just really uh, needed four. If I was the fifth, there was there was six of us that all played it at the time, and I—it would it'd be a total giveaway when like the you know two were playing the other team, um, but anyhow, uh, Heroes of the Storm, uh, which <laughs> this is a game that. At some point in time, I think Blizzard's gonna take off of life support, yet they're still producing content for. Her. Like they're they've they've totally wound down the esports scene. They've like gutted the team for 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 Hots, so whatever. But you're gonna get the celestial deep crawler mount, a spray and a portrait. But guess what, guys? There's more to come. BlizzCon virtual ticket extras are in the works, including a pair of wings for Diablo 3 players. Only if you happen to play on PC and Mac, stay tuned for more details. How many of- now, how many of those do you need? How many? How much are you getting paid to promote this? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the virtual ticket last year. It was around the same time that we saw the Vancouver Titans announced. Uh, I started really looking at, uh, you know, the Activision Blizzard scene to, to pay attention, to to provide content for, for SP, And, you know, was pretty excited. This year... I just don't see me spending sixty five dollars on this. I card. always,
1: I always forget. Are you able to watch like the stream of BlizzCon without getting the ticket?
0: So you can watch like the keynote and like some of the bigger streams. Like, so we'll be able to watch like the, the Overwatch World Cup. We'll watch the keynote. Well, um, over, yeah, but like the deeper dive, no. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's if it's announced through one of those deeper dives, though. Generally speaking, they don't do it that way. You won't be able to watch it live. So, um,
1: World Cup, Overwatch two, and Diablo four potentially. Yeah, on mobile <laughs> devices.
2: <laughs> yeah, on, on- what about the announcement of a real life Blizzard World? That'd be kind of sweet. Only, oh, if, get-
0: only if you have the new Blizzard app on your mobile phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Must download app to get access.
0: Yeah. So the, the, the actual tournaments, so like Overwatch World Cup, uh, there's the World of Warcraft World Championship, the Wow Mythic Dungeon International War, Hearthstone Global Finals, Starcraft II World Championships. Um, all of that you get to watch for free. And then in the first time, you'll be able to catch additional content from the BlizzCon panel stages free online. Like this part doesn't quite make a lot of sense to me. I, I do believe though that like the big stuff you'll still be able to watch. Um, regardless if you have virtual ticket or not. It's just that it's the access, like you get access to everything where it's free. You don't okay. cool, cool, cool.
2: And just, uh, just a quick question on world cup. How excited are you guys? I, Cause I feel like owl itself has kind of dampened my excitement for world cup. And the Titans, all being Korean, has kind of made me question my national allegiances. And it's very confusing.
1: <laughs> I'll be definitely excited uh, when it starts. Not not at this point. I'm still a bit... Uh, my heart is still aching. But I'll be there to cheer on, obviously, Team Canada and, and my B-team because of all the Titans' representation in Korea. I just want to see Sinatra lose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that in a
0: while, right? Why don't you rewatch the rain know. game? Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm actually I'm kind of owled out. I, mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. Last year I was kind of psyched to watch the the Overwatch League go up, and then there was also like the play in tournaments as well, like that helped with that. But I also wasn't fully invested in the Overwatch League last season. This is the year that I really became invested, yeah. and now I've kind of like you know I'm going to watch. Like I I'll watch my new stream partner XQC, uh, main tank for Canada. <laughs> Um, but if I happen to miss the world cup, it's not the end of the world um, is what it is. Mm -hmm. As we wrap up this episode, however, I do want to talk a little bit about extra life. So we've talked about extra life as a, a campaign on, on a few episodes previously, but the extra life fundraising campaign is very simple. You play games to help kids. And its intent is to help raise funds for Children's Miracle Network hospitals here in Canada, as well as in the United States. Now, specifically, at least real close to my heart is the BC Children's Hospital. And that is the hospital that I'm looking to, to raise funds for. But this is the first year that I've taken a step further where I've actually created a team that I'm captaining to help fundraise for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Now, you might be curious, how can I take part in the Extra Life campaign? Well, the easiest way to go about that is we will be streaming for an entire day gameplay for Extra Life to help raise funds. And that's, again, just meant to be a focus event. It's not as if that uh, Extra Life only happens one day. It happens all year long. But on this day, which, again, I will share momentarily, I will be playing some Overwatch. I'm going to play probably a few other titles as well because I'll mix things up. But if you jump into the stream, you hang out, you chat with me, it makes it a lot easier for me. But also, I find that when people jump into the stream, it helps motivate me. Uh, but I also want to provide the opportunity for those of you who happen to be part of the RSP community to join in. Maybe you want to play a little Overwatch with me or another title. Maybe it'd be Minecraft. We're going to get Sam into Minecraft at some point. Maybe this is it. Okay. <laughs> That's not part of my contract. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you want to actually join a team and take part in the Extra Life campaign yourself. That's also equally as cool. To learn more about Extra Life, go to extra-life.org. You can learn more about the campaign, what it's uh, meant for, what you can do to get involved. Um, Also share some links on social as to uh, getting involved (laughs) on our end. But we are also selling a hand-drawn sticker by Omni here to actually help raise funds. And the way it works is you buy the sticker from Threadless, uh, so our, our merch and stuff store, and all of the money that we would make off the sale of that sticker, we're going to give directly uh, to the Extra Life campaign. So the sticker itself, it's a mega health pack, uh, Overwatch theme, we've got the RSP logo on it. As it's hand-drawn, like Omni slaved over it for days just to make sure. It was not only representative of the <laughs> game we love, but the the campaign we're looking to support. Ani, you're laughing here. You're killing me.
1: It was awful. Every, every draft I've put in, he's like, no, this is garbage.
2: <laughs> you made you work overtime on that one?
1: Uh, it was fine. It looks I, great. If I, I drew it with a, like a tablet and a digital pen, does that count as hand, well it is hand drawn because i did it with, the hand. with, yeah. you,
2: with your hand yeah, you yeah. Did I draw
0: with my hands
2: <laughs> yes i i did draw with my hand but if you drew it with your keyboard it's also using your
1: i hand. i control i i used undo and redo shortcuts on my keyboard so
0: it's still with my hands but
2: hmm.
0: i guess yes it was good guess question but anyhow, game day November second. So you want to mark your calendars. That also lines up really well because it's actually during uh, BlizzCon. So maybe we can talk about that. Maybe we can do a co-stream of BlizzCon and uh, provide real-time information. I don't know. We'll do something.
2: November second. So, yeah, you we'll we'll have time to come in.
0: November second. You got it.
1: The. I'll, I'll stream some Overwatch. Hopefully, they'll get rid of that Wait. awful main page by then. But
2: we we gonna do one v one? Where you just kill me repeatedly? <laughs> We can totally do that. <laughs> but hey, if, uh, if it donates money, I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> but as I mentioned, uh, this is something that uh, we're doing this year, but I think we're going to get in behind and, and do from, from years to come. Uh, this is my first year as team captain, and I, I won't lie. I, I'm both excited by this opportunity. I've set a team goal that we would raise $1,500 uh, that goes directly to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I think it's achievable. I set a personal goal of uh, fundraising $750. And again, I think that's achievable as well. Uh, Last year, I I actually fundraised just over $500 uh, in that, uh, that one day. And last year, my Extra Life campaign was one day. So I'm really hoping to, to be able to kick it up a notch. Uh, and, you know, if you think that, you know, you can help us get to that team goal, whether it's through a direct donation, whether it's being, uh, part of the team, um, or maybe you have an idea as to how we can get there, we're all ears. We wanna, we want you to be involved because it's just such a, a great thing to do is again, you know, help raise money for, for sick and injured kids. And, uh, while I'm supporting the BC Children's Hospital, um, if you happen to have another you know, a hospital that's part of the Children's Miracle Network in mind, you can also choose to direct your funds there too. As we wrap up our episode though, uh, Sam, what final words of wisdom do you have to share with our, our thousands and thousands of RSP listeners? Always remember to breathe.
2: Tomorrow will be a better day. Hmm. Omni.
1: I don't have a I don't have any words of wisdom today, but I did have did have some uh, words of wisdom on February 6th in 2019. It was our 10th episode. And I said that I believe the Titans are the best expansion team and they'll be strong out of the gates and we'll be really good in this meta. I think it was pretty smart. Self <laughs> so, pat.
2: Well, we ranked them six. So that's, that's, you ranked them six. I had them fifth. Thank you very much. Well, I I'm man on average.
0: <laughs> Did you see? Okay, you, you also ranked like yeah, the, the Houston let's, Outlaws above the Shock. Yeah, I think. Let's not revisit our rankings here. <laughs> did you see that let's, Bren uh, went back into the time machine and grabbed a tweet of his that said the San Francisco Shock would be dominant, and shared it with the world to say they were going to win it all? And see, guys, I saw something no one else did. Like, hey, maybe he did, but hindsight hmm. is always twenty twenty, Bob. Uh, as for me. First and foremost, uh, we're all sitting in Section 108 for the May uh, homestand. If you want to join the uh, the RSP Corner Crew, as I've sort of self-titled it. It needs a better name, but I needed something for social. Uh, tickets are available. There are still great seats to be had in Section 108. Uh, we're essentially on the border of Section 108, 109, so either one of those uh, spots will get it to you. But again, if you want to sit up front in the floor seats, there's four seats too. Uh, I also recommend it if you haven't done so you smash that subscribe button for this podcast sure we're going to have maybe less content over the course of the offseason season. But it's going to be the greatest content that you have ever heard from an Overwatch League focused podcast <laughs> wow in titans history too in titans history you got it um we actually have been sort of chatting a little bit about at a high level we're going to get more guest driven we're going to still talk about the titans we're still talk about silver but we want to you know get you connected with uh people that you would have otherwise you know maybe not been able to to speak to uh we don't don't have any names to share in public sorry what was that People you try to avoid in public. Uh, like me, yeah. But the point <laughs> is we don't have any names to announce yet, but we got, uh, got a few irons in the fire. Uh, we're also going to do some other neat things as far as content is going to be concerned. Uh, we're going to you know, grow this community. We're going to connect with you. So again, stay tuned. Uh, if you like movies, you like games, you like food, trust me, we may have those avenues covered. I ask that you follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, as well as Facebook, we're at Ready SetPone and all three of those. And if you want to reach out to us by email, it's feedback at ReadySetPwn.com. I won't share the phone number because I get made fun of each and every time, but you can also <laughs> grab that online, send us a text message, or leave us a voicemail. And we'll include it in a future episode. And as always, if you drop us a review, I will read said review verbatim. But on behalf of Oni at Strafe, Sam at another Sam channel, myself, Chris at Lightforce, let's sign this one off with the saddest Two words, (laughs) catchphrase.